good. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Did you get a spray tan, or am I just that? No, out of now I'm. I was really worried walking in here that I look too tan, and now you I know don't I look, look too tan. tan. No, you I look too tan. tan. I knew I looked look too tan. Hey, you look tan. Shut up, Dan. We're not doing Welcome no. to Highly Questionable. Welcome this to Highly Questionable. No. I'm Dan Levitard. No. That's Mina Kimes and Katie Nolan. Always enjoy their company. A very tan Mina Kimes <laughs> with us on Highly <laughs> Questionable. Let's get started. If they part ways, would Tom Brady or the Patriots regret it more? I feel like we're actively trolling Patriots fan Katie Nolan at this point. The Boston Herald is saying it doesn't look good, that the Patriots haven't even reached out to Tom. And Jeff Darlington puts his name on the strongest comments I've heard from a reporter so far. This isn't speculation. This is informed reporting that turns it into speculation, but it's informed. And here are his words on this. We need to wrap our minds around the fact that it is far more likely than not that Tom Brady will not be back with the Patriots. I am now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. So we're now trying to get through ESPN legal because we've negotiated this with Jeff Darlington on the radio that we will actually stun him with either a taser or the Stone Cold Stunner if he's wrong about this. And I don't think the Patriots are going to regret this. They will find an on-field replacement. And the only way you would regret this is if you're emotional. And the Patriots have shown us they don't do business emotionally. The best leaders I know across leadership, not just sports, they don't make decisions angry or with their heart. They make practical business decisions. This team does it more than most. And so while their fan base may regret it, I don't believe that this team would regret the emotional part of this, even though it'll leave a stain, because that's not a guy you should let go if he wants to stay. As this story enters the sixth week of us talking about it, I have to, as the resident Patriots fan, point a few things out. One being that the Patriots don't usually discuss with their free agents until after the combine. Historically, that's how the team runs. And you see that happening with other uh, impending free agents that they have this offseason, like McCourty and Collins and Slater, among others. Uh, also, Brady, historically, his contract negotiations with the Patriots only take a matter of days, which is relatively quick, as opposed to other people. That being said... If I'm to take this question at its face and you want to discuss regret, then you have to talk about intention. And for Brady, if you're going to leave the Patriots, it's either for money, a longer term, or on a more abstract scale, wanting to prove yourself separate from Bill Belichick or separate from this team. And if those are your three reasons for leaving, I would say that the odds are stacked against 42-year-old, soon-to-be 43-year-old Tom Brady, because if you're leaving in an attempt to prove yourself and your three best options are the Titans, the Raiders, or the Giants, I would say your odds of winning quickly and proving what you're trying to prove are pretty slim. And so don't leave for the millionth time. <laughs> There's the emotion. Stay. There's just the emotion. Stay. There it is. That was incredible. You could see her just go through like every stage yes. of den- denial to grief in real time there. And, and by the way, Katie, uh, the Titans, I think they, they beat the Patriots. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. You might and have to you remind said me it was because of their how, quarterback. How so why out. would they get rid of their quarterback um, for the quarterback everyone said sucked? I agree. I actually think they would be wise to stick with Tannehill. And, but I do think it would be a good destination for Brady, which is why, to go back to the original question, I think this would be worse uh, for New England, even though they do have some options. Philip Rivers, which would be extremely weird to see him mm. in a Patriots jersey. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Tannehill, if Brady was to go to Tennessee. Some of those quarterbacks were better than Tom Brady 
last season. But they're not better for New England because New England would rather roll with Brady in the offense they have, add a few weapons, not, you know, eat up any dead money. They would like to stick with him, I think, which is why this would probably be worse for the organization. I mean, I think that's interesting what you're saying because I feel like Teddy Bridgewater fits so perfectly there. He's 27 years old. He's a veteran. He cares about winning in a way that he declined the Dolphins' starting job so he could be a backup in New Orleans. He was undefeated last year. He's still young enough that I feel yeah. like if Belichick replaces uh, Brady with Bridgewater, my guess is that they don't slip a whole bunch. Also, TB. He's TB. That's probably the best stat for why he fits. <laughs> From one TV to another TV, easy transition. Yeah. Nobody was asking you, Katie. I was asking okay. Nina. You're well, right. Fair. One other stat, Dan. Teddy actually threw for fewer completed air yards per attempt than Brady in those wins last year. So I'm not sure how much of All an right. upgrade it would be. <laughs> Do you expect the NFL players to vote against the 17th game because Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it? <laughs> DeMora Smith does not expect that because DeMora Smith, the head of the union, is telling us that he expects the players to agree to this. But Aaron Rodgers went on Twitter yesterday and explained, after talking to his locker room, explained why he would vote no. And while I think that Aaron Rodgers is a great messenger, and I believe that the players in that league look at Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be on the right side of things when it comes to doing whether it's math or just the care for their safety, I can also see the guys on the bottom ends of the roster who are getting a 20% raise when they play the 17th game looking at Aaron Rodgers and saying, I don't want Aaron Rodgers and all the money he makes deciding this for me. I think that's one of the reasons that you've got these sides divided. There's a pay gap already involved, and when you're making them choose between Aaron Rodgers and more money, a lot of guys are going to take more money. God, you love Aaron Rodgers so much, Dan. It's really palpable. Like You can feel it through the screen. Um, He's so good. You know, it's interesting what's happening because it's not just Rodgers. It's Russell Wilson. It's J.J. Watt. You've got stars across the NFL coming out publicly against them. Now, as Dan pointed out, I don't think that's going to change the minds of guys on minimum salaries or on practice squads, for example, which are going to get bigger with this deal, guys on the fringes of NFL rosters. But it is meaningful from a broader labor perspective because the only leverage players have, the only way they can get anything more out of players either now or in the next negotiation is if they can threaten a strike. And there's no way they can threaten a strike without having credible involvement from these stars, from the Aaron Rodgerses and the Russell Wilsons of the world. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is saying, yeah, I'm going to go out on strike and I'm going to lead the next holdout. I do think ownership notices when players like him take a stand in public. Players like him, which, as you pointed out, Russell Wilson, because, God, you just love Russell Wilson. Yeah, so, Thank you, so Katie. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, I love Thank how he's going to be uh, on my team next year. That'll be yeah, nice. Yeah, sure. Tom, Tom Brady has not, I don't think, made a public stance about how he feels about the CBA, so I will withhold judgment until then. No, what's interesting to me is that uh, Rodgers was one of, what, 14 of these 32 team representatives who dissented. Uh, also interesting, the ownership side when they voted, I don't think we know the exact numbers, but we know it wasn't unanimous, which to me, you may think sounds like a bad deal, but actually could be a sign of a good deal if there are people in the ownership side saying that they don't like it because they feel like they're being taken, and the players feel like they don't like it because they think they're giving up too much. This could actually be the sign of a good deal. What I think is interesting is the way, not really interesting because I should have expected it, but the way the public is reacting to things like an Aaron Rodgers tweet, which is not a memo within the league to only players. It's something he put out to the public, whether he was doing that in a calculated way or not. 
the public is reacting to it. And a lot of people are saying that this is an extra game and they get paid to play a game, millions of dollars, to play a game for a living and they should suck it up and get over it. And I think those people should probably, uh, you know, spend some time examining what it would be like if you went to work and they said that, oh, the work week is now six days long. We're just adding an entire day to your work week. It's a lot there. Like if they had done more in terms of what they're going to offer to players for uh, health benefits, I think that that probably would have made that 17th game easier to swallow. Mina, it's one of the great befuddlements of my sports lifetime. I don't understand why so many people watching this, the ones that Katie is talking about here, who are labor, when it comes to management disputes with labor in these places, they talk about the guys who risk their health and the labor in poor terms when they're out there playing a game and the guys who aren't being injured but are making more money at the top of the food chain because NFL franchises never lose money. I don't understand why they never side with the players. Well, they're not siding with the owners. They're siding with the teams. And I think that's ultimately why this always happens whenever we have a discussion like this. I do mention Russell Wilson a lot. You're right. I just remembered. Last time you were on the show, I did it then, too. You were right. You did? Yeah. Did you? You always do. Yeah, I know. Last last time you were here, I feel like I did this and showed a clip that might have involved Russell Wilson. Oh, there it is. Yes, there it is. Wow, you There's no right relevance. What do you mean it no, doesn't it, make sense? It doesn't make it any doesn't, sense. It doesn't make any sense to not run the you ball in that situation. You're absolutely right, Dan. I agree. At some point, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, your ratings are going to decline rapidly in Seattle. <laughs> you will pay for this. Coming up next on my show, Stevie Show. Yeah, it was, that it was, was me amazing. playing my like. It's like a Let's flute. A I get it. Show. It's like a pan flute. Yeah, no, yeah. No, flutes this yeah. way. Oh. Oboe? It was like a clarinet. I played the clarinet. But a clarinet school. would sound more like... Yeah, the sound isn't right. It's a sports show, so. Time to play the game that just found out, thanks to Wikipedia, that Dan's nickname is Baby Hippo. Do you question that's not true. We tried to get through ESPN legal naming a Miami Zoo hippo after me. They wouldn't allow it because they feared the idea of a hippo escaping and then mauling people and then Stan Levitzer. Anyway, you give us topics and events, we question them. Do you question if either or both of these teams got lucky? Look at these three people up here. I want you to look at them and say to yourself, understand, these people are experts when it comes to NAIA basketball. So one of the teams whose names I do not know until I see the video is down three. Let's see who's down three. Warner gets it. Oh, it's uh, a classic. It's GC. It's GC. Gladiator College against Kite Gun defeated. And it's good. Oh. Wow. oh, you guys didn't see that wow. coming. You guys thought we were done with one highlight. And look at, look that, at that. Hurt? Wait, let's listen to that announcer again. They're not able to foul. Warner's going to fire up a three, and he had it. Good. He is pumped. He's pumped. So pumped. 1.6 seconds remaining. Now listen, really rooting for Tegan Gray's going to fire up a full quarter, and it's good. He hit it. He's not even impressed by the full quarter. But, Katie, as you know, and I know, that's classic to you. Just giving it oh to my GC. Every just, time. Just crushing he them. was always all up in GC's <laughs> always, face. Always, yeah. Like, historic rivalry between, yeah. again, TU and yes. GC. <laughs> True I'm TU sorry. fans I, saw that coming. You know what? Two I teams am sorry. I'm known sorry. for their names. I'm sorry to the disrespected TU and GC for the Who disrespect is it that you're sorry of these to? women. I don't know. 
Do you question whether Riker should be proud of his effort? Uh, she laughs because Riker's not a human being. Riker is an unusual name, and it's an unusual name for a dog. But the ladies here, they love dogs. So this is a dog named Riker training for what? The ladies love oh, dogs. Hi, buddy. I laughed because Mina went Riker right before you started. He's oh, training to be he's to training be a to be a service dog. Yeah, yeah well, you see, can't that, do that, this. That no, seems no, no. pretty good. No, that's not. What do you mean? Oh, that's it's, not good. No, that part's you, bad, I think. It's oh, a service no. dog, Mina. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's taking the tennis ball. Oh, he's he's he wants oh, the ball. Oh, he wants the ball. Hey, Honestly, those fair, are good instincts. Using, he's using the walker properly. Oh, now he's distracted <laughs> by the ball. <laughs> Oh, he just wants to play. Yeah, Yeah, but that's not his job. (laughs) Okay, Riker's Riker's useless as a service dog. That was good. Oh, look out, Riker. No, taking the fridge out of the wall. All right, Riker, chill out, dude. There's more Riker here. Look, he's not learning. This animal is not (laughs) learning anything. Okay, but he's so cute. Honestly... He probably really knows that this snow. guy doesn't really need his help. He's probably actually yeah, more intelligent exactly. than any of the service That's dogs. It. He's sniffed it out. He's like, yeah. "You are a faker," and so I'm no, gonna come. I'm gonna no, drag you around. No. That's right, me. The That's only a thing he's dog sniffing is the other butts of other dogs. That's all. That's he's inappropriate. Sniffing. That's really disgusting. That's, you, it, that's how they say hello. Too far. That's how they you say always take it too far. By the way. I like how the, uh, what was it, My Way was the music on the internet to that, that were obviously too cheap uh, to include. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. So, so, we got a, so we got someone whistling. No, it wasn't even, no, it wasn't even the house band. It was the ESPN house whistler. There was a, <laughs> we can't afford a band. What kind of budget do we have around here that this is what is playing behind our highlights of dogs? Excellent whistlers. Wow. It's hard to do while you're smiling. You at the end there, Katie. There was some jazz. You, like, you say you liked it? Yeah, it was That was, was me playing my, like. <laughs> it's like a Let's flute. A I get flute it. Show. It's like a pan flute. Yeah, no, yeah. No, flutes this yeah. way. Oh. Oboe? It was like a clarinet. I played the clarinet. But a clarinet school. would sound more like. Yeah, the sound isn't right. It's a sports show. So. I played the trumpet. Okay. Uh, does she think that this is an? What does the trumpet sound like? Wait, that's that a trombone. That's an electric guitar. <laughs> what was a, that? A horrific ragtime is what I was Listen, I was first chair until I got braces. Can you not do an instrument? Man. Saxophone! Saxophone! How about the air guitar? I've been known no. to do some air guitar. No, 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 no. No, it's got to be a wind instrument or a... Brass band, you coward. <laughs> a trombone, you guys want, perhaps? Like, brass band? Something from the That's brass what you section. want from me. Yeah. Do the trombone, uh, maybe little, which maybe nobody will. Pl- maybe, uh, maybe yeah. A little yeah. Ooh. I can't make the noise, though, but I. That's no, the whole point. I, I want to stop doing this. No. <laughs> Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show. Yeah, what went into that milkshake, and how did you gain so much weight from it? All right, you like it, Jordan. It was uh, <laughs> it was a big old Nutribullet, and I did like 
seven scrambled eggs, um, cottage Ew. cheese, oatmeal, Ew. Uh, Gatorade, peanut butter, and banana. And basically Ew. just blended that puppy up. And Thursday. We go camping. Like sleeping in a tent camping? Yeah, it's camping. Welcome. Jay is our outdoorsy guy. To Jay's world. This is his arena. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that wants to know, when's the last time Baby Hippo River rafted? See? (laughs) Tell us what's on television. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. This is from a People magazine story. It's an inside (laughs) joke. I was one of America's 100 most eligible bachelors. They asked me what I'd just done on my vacation. I'd been in Costa Rica river rafting. It's the only time I've ever done it, but I became an avid river rafter. I like how these setups now require lengthy explanations. Lengthy. Yes, that's that way, great. Let's show. Yeah. It's more filler. Yes. It's just all yes, filler. That's right. Mina, we've moved on, okay? Tomorrow on the NFL <laughs> Network, the NFL Combine. She hasn't moved on. She's going to stay right there. All right, let's check in with Ben Barge. He's Division Three. He used to be a tight end who was like 230 pounds, but then he gained 70 pounds during the summer. Let's listen to him oh. at the Senior Bowl. So I was reading about you. You have to tell me about this milkshake that you used to take in order to gain all this weight from being a tight end to an offensive tackle. Just tell me, yeah, what went into that milkshake and how did you gain so much weight from it? All right, you like it, Jordan. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a big old Nutribullet, and I did like seven scrambled eggs, um, cottage Ew. cheese, oatmeal, Ew. Uh, Gatorade, peanut butter, and banana. And basically Ew. just blended that puppy up and plugged the nose and downed it every morning at like 5.30. So, yeah, man, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Uh, that is what Eric Stoltz would look like at 300 pounds. Mina, are you intrigued? <laughs> of course, I'm going to watch the combine. Somebody on Twitter posted the project, the progression of uh, his pictures. Look at this. Oh wow. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what eating that does to you. Yeah, I know, Mina. That's uh, that's the picture of me from doing this show eight years ago to doing it now as well. They could do the same thing. They could. They're in fact going to do the same thing right now. They're oh, going to show no. four pictures no. of this so you guys can enjoy it. Before that, though, Katie, what are you? Are you intrigued? Uh, to make you to make you feel better, Dan, you could probably do it to me too. But it would be mean if they did it because I'm a lady, so they're not going to do it. Uh, I don't. I have a real problem with calling what he just described as a milkshake. That's a smoothie. There's a yeah, difference between a smoothie and a milkshake. And if you're putting it's eggs terrible. and cottage cheese and a bunch of yeah. gross-tasting gar- if you have to plug your nose to drink it, it's not a milkshake. That's correct. That's true. Oh, yeah! Sorry. Tonight on E! Very Cavallari! <laughs> okay, so she's very excited. You may have noticed. They just told her what was on there, and she made that squealing sound of okay. delight. Let's check in. It was, it's a why, why, it was a squeal. It was a squeal. Let's see what we have here. Thursday. We Ooh. go camping. Like sleeping in a tent camping? Yeah, it's camping. Welcome. Jay is our outdoorsy guy. To Jay's world. This is his arena. <laughs> oh, call the doctor! Very Cavallari. Uh, guys, I, I know you make that face, but I'm always intrigued by what Jay Cutler's doing. They've got a funny relationship. Mina, are you intrigued? I am not. I've never seen the show, but from what I've heard, Jay Cutler is the most underrated part of it, which is sort of the opposite of how his NFL career went. Ooh, burn <laughs> yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, a whole city is burning. Katie, are you intrigued? <laughs> of course I'm intrigued, and I will say, hint, hint, wink, wink, if you don't want to watch the whole show... Somebody on the internet just edits together the best Jay Cutler scenes, and you can watch that a lot quicker. Don't tell him I told you. Or whatever. 
We are out of time. Mina Kimes has two podcasts you should check out. Her podcast with Lenny the Dog, if you want to know about football, or more broadly, ESPN Daily. Katie, you could catch her this evening or next morning at 1 a.m. ESPN <laughs> 2. That's a long day for her. That's a long day. The critic is unmatched. What about like a harmonica? That's a dead cat. That's a dying cat is what that is. Ooh.